0: Brought to you by State Farm.
1: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors.
2: nine nine five gold that's eight three three nine nine five gold eight three three nine nine five g o l d welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast Ooh, welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show happy valentine's day to everybody out there as i said at the top of the second hour if you haven't already you better panic and take care of whatever Valentine's Day plans are necessary in your world. We are joined now by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of the great state of Arkansas, Wu-Pig Sui. And right off the top, hard-hitting question, I understand that you are a Chiefs fan, Sarah, uh, Governor Sanders, and I want to know, Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowls. How many more do you think he's going to win?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. I think, you know, if he stays healthy, he and the Kansas City Chiefs have a pretty big future ahead. He's young. Um, He makes the game so fun to watch. My husband grew up in Kansas City, and his family is still there. And when we started dating, we made an agreement that I would take on all the Kansas City professional teams if he would take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. And so it's worked out really well for me. The Royals have been to a couple World Series. The Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl a few times. And so it's been a a great time to be a Kansas City sports fan. And the Razorbacks, we've had some good moments. So, um, you know, I'm a diehard believer that every season is going to be the season. And uh, I'm trying to convince him of that every year a little bit more each time. So uh, we're we're all hogs and all Chiefs and, and Royals at our house.
2: For people who haven't been that are listening to us right now, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, it is a fabulous town, beautiful surroundings, the University of Arkansas, fantastic university there, and going to games either to watch basketball or football in Fayetteville is really a heck of a trip. It's one worth making. So that's a – I know you've been to a ton, but I would imagine you would endorse that as well.
3: A hundred percent. I would say you haven't lived until – You have uh, been to Arkansas and experienced an SEC matchup. It is uh, spectacular. Obviously, I'm pretty biased, but I don't think there's anything better than a Saturday football game in Fayetteville and cheering on the Razorbacks. I love our coach. I think he's brought so much energy and excitement to the program and um, would fully endorse anybody coming to, to visit for basketball baseball football all of the above uh fayetteville's a really great town and you know it's nice to live in a state in a way where we don't have professional sports teams it's like the one unifying thing everyone is a razorback fan we love the hogs and we love this
2: no doubt and you're about to get oklahoma and texas into the sec as well which is going to be a really fabulous uh, rivalry going forward and certainly the hogs have produced a lot of guys out there like Jerry Jones for instance who's a monster Razorback fans owns the uh, the Dallas Cowboys so those Arkansas Texas connections are real. All right, let's go to South Carolina which also has an SEC football program, the Gamecocks. They've got a good one in Clemson as well and their former governor Nikki Haley announced earlier today officially that she is running for president in a uh, video release that came out. I imagine you know Nikki Haley pretty well, Sarah. She said before, hey, I'm not going to run for president against Trump. She now is running for governor, uh, running for president against Trump. What are your thoughts on her campaign? What do you think about the announcement? How do you see that playing out?
3: You know, I have a good relationship with the governor. And running for office, no matter what it is, whether it is uh, at the highest level of running for president or on the local you know, city council or mayor's race level, it's a really personal decision, one that only that individual and their family can make. So I I never question anybody's reasoning for getting into a race. um, And I, I feel like you have to go to the place uh, certainly that you are called to do. My, my dad was told many times he had no business in certain races and went on to win in some places, uh, certainly as governor, uh, and did very well when he ran for president. And so I think it's a really personal decision and one that you have to make for yourself and uh, certainly wish the governor well. I always love having more strong conservative women's voices uh, in the conversation.
2: How do you think Donald Trump is reacting now that she's officially in the race? You know him pretty well, too.
3: Look, he's the most dominant voice in our party. That's not going to change overnight. Um, And I don't think it's changing anytime soon. He's still uh, hands down the most influential person in the Republican Party. um, And I don't think anybody's challenging or changing that anytime soon. And I think he knows it. And uh, uh, no one's taking his microphone away.
2: All right, so I don't know if you were tipped off on this or not. I don't know if your staff was listening or not. But literally the last uh, part of the show, before you came on, Bob in St. Louis called in. I don't know if we have Bob's audio, but I told him I would ask, because he said, will you please ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders this? Will she be Donald Trump's vice presidential candidate? He wants you to be the VP. This is, again, Bob in St. Louis. Now... That might have been before he knew that you were a big Kansas City sports fan because there's a little bit of rivalry between St. Louis and Kansas City for people out there who, who know Missouri well. So how would you respond to Bob in St. Louis who wanted me to ask you if you will be Trump's vice presidential candidate? Uh,
3: look, I'm I'm having the time of my life. I've been governor for one month and I'm really excited to be here in Arkansas and doing things pe- for the people of my state and I'm looking forward to serving in this role for eight years if uh, the people of Arkansas will have me. So, so far, we are off to the races doing amazing things very quickly, and my only focus right now is on doing a good job here and delivering on all the things that I campaigned on over the last two years.
2: That's a good answer. That sounds like the answer that you might give from the the, the desk there or I guess the rostrum in the (laughs) White House uh Karine jean pierre is there now i know there's a certain i would say bonhomie and that's a word probably that's never been used before on this show i don't know why it came to mind but sort of a confederation of uh of just people who understand how difficult that job can be right as the white house press secretary i think they used to pass a flak jacket back and forth whether you were a democrat or republican you're still kind of in the firing line basically from the media How would you assess Corrine Jean-Pierre's performance as an advocate for Joe Biden's administration?
3: You know, I think she's in a really tough position. I mean, one of the big differences that she and I have is I had a good story to tell. President Trump was doing phenomenal things. Our economy was booming. The country was securing the border. Our allies actually respected us. Our enemies actually feared us. Things were very good under president trump and that's the total and complete opposite of what she has in front of her Uh, as you know inflation is up again the economy um, has not rebounded in the same way under president biden just here in my home state of arkansas we're paying more than double for gas under this president Um, our electricity costs are up our grocery shelves are empty uh, our, our, the people around the world certainly do not respect us. In fact, I think they are laughing at us on a regular basis, and our border is probably the weakest it's ever been in history. So her job, in many ways, is much more difficult because her story and her facts are really, really hard to sell. And I had the opposite in having a really good story to tell under President Trump. Uh, that being said, I, I think that she could probably do a bit better job on uh, learning some of the facts and disseminating those out to the American people.
2: We're talking to the governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You had the, the, well, let me ask you this before. if If the Chinese spy balloon had been coming across the country and Donald Trump were president, what would have happened?
3: Uh, it would have been shot down immediately. It would have never made it into
0: uh,
3: U.S. airspace. <laughs> that I, that I, would I, not have been an and it certainly wouldn't have happened multiple times over the course of a week. I mean, it's it's unbelievable their unwillingness to defend our skies, defend our border, defend the people of this country.
2: No doubt. All right, you had the uh, the ability to respond to the State of the Union address. That's an incredible honor. You were selected. Uh, to respond to what Biden argued in his State of the Union, what was that experience like? What has the feedback been since you had the opportunity to deliver that address?
3: It's an unbelievable opportunity. It also can be a bit risky, but uh, you know I'm, I'm incredibly thankful that I had the chance to tell the Republican story. Um, and offer what I think is a very sharp contrast to what Joe Biden put out in his State of the Union. Uh, To me, it's really simple. And I laid this out in the speech. We're at a crossroads in our country that we're deciding between normal and crazy. And I think that is one of the simplest uh, and also most accurate ways to describe kind of the, the crossroads that we find ourselves in. And the feedback has been very positive from what I've seen. And I'm, I'm again, just thankful that I had the opportunity to go out and, and tell the Republican message and offer what I think was a very sharp contrast to Joe Biden.
2: We mentioned the University of Arkansas and how fabulous Fayetteville is. You are in the process right now of working education uh, in with legislation that would create an education freedom account. What does that mean? What should be happening there, in your opinion, in our education space?
3: Well, we're doing a number of things. We're putting forward uh, and look forward to passing and signing into law the most comprehensive education reform package anywhere in the country, uh, offering educational freedom accounts that – allow parents and empowers parents to make the best decision about where and how their children are educated. We're also offering transparency in our curriculum uh, and getting rid of things like CRT and the indoctrination of our school kids. At the same time, we are raising teacher pay to go from one of the lowest in the country to one of the highest, making sure we're rewarding the hard work of our teachers, um, also offering additional Incentives for our teachers who are going above and beyond and really succeeding in educating our students. Uh, Massive focus on literacy and changing the game for what that looks like in our state. We have not done, in my eyes, an acceptable job when it comes to making sure every child in Arkansas can read. And we're going to change that through the Arkansas Learns Plan. And I think set the standard for what education can look like across the country.
2: Last question for you. It's Valentine's Day. Do you have advice for men out there that might have just realized it's Valentine's Day at, you know, what is it, one fifteen Central Time, two fifteen on the uh, on the East Coast. How would you advise them to scramble and make sure that they have covered their Valentine's Day basis?
3: I would say make a plan. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but have a plan put in place. My my husband did a great job, actually went a day early. And uh, we had dinner last that night. That is a which veteran move. Nice. By the
2: way, sorry to cut you off, but that is such a veteran move. Go before <laughs> it's actually Valentine's Day and make it clear that you're doing that. And and that is, finish that story because that's one that I think is a tip that, that a lot of married couples for sure out there could take advantage of.
3: Yeah, he absolutely killed it. And, uh, you know, I think most of the time, at least for me, um, we appreciate just the effort and the plan. And he did exactly that. And tonight, we're going to trade off, and he's going to take my daughter out for a Valentine's date, and I think I'm going to take our two boys. Uh, my guess is his uh, Valentine's dinner evening will be a little less crazy and chaotic than mine but <laughs> nine seven year.
2: Tell my wife we got three boys. <laughs> Uh, but I think I'm like 90% of the difficulty that she has, even though the boys are also chaotic. Because she's basically got four. I tell her she's living in a frat house. If she ever wondered what that was like, now she knows already. Uh, Governor Sanders, thank you a for the time.
3: Saint. true saint.
2: She is a true saint, that's for sure. Thank you for the time. Congratulations, belatedly, on the big win in Arkansas. And Bob in St. Louis is going to be really excited when you're Trump's VP.
3: <laughs> Thanks so much, and tell him go, chief
2: go Chiefs indeed I think I thanks for the, she's great I think that Patrick Mahomes by the way for the record is going to end up with five Super Bowls before all is said and done we got a lot of things you can go check the transcript on here uh as we roll through the program uh if you want to weigh in eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. uh but in the meantime this is really serious uh and uh needs to I think continue to be talked about you know There's a lot of people out there that were incredibly troubled by what happened on 9-11. There's very few people who went out and actually did something in a major way in terms of changing what our country is doing on a day-to-day basis. Tunnel of the Towers, they did an absolutely phenomenal job of responding to one of the most tragic days in our nation's history. And they're continuing to fight the battle to make a big difference. Uh, they don't ever want to forget the sacrifices America's heroes have made for us. Heroes like U.S. Air Force Senior Master Sergeant Israel Del Toro Jr. He promised his father he'd take care of the family and his son that he wouldn't grow up without a father. When his Humvee exploded in Afghanistan, he suffered severe burns over more than 80% of his body. With only a 15% chance of survival, Del Toro focused on the promises he'd made. He became the first fully disabled airman permitted to re-enlist and a gold medal winner in the Invictus Games. Now he shares his story to help others. Thanks to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and your generosity, Del Toro received a mortgage-free smart home. Home has a myriad of smart features to help him live his life more independently. You can help heroes like Del Toro when they need it most. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. Join me and Buck as well in donating at t, the number two, t.org. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you, but consider this. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret bear creek arsenal they offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does how does bear creek arsenal do it there's no middleman fees that's how i own one of their ar-15s it is an incredible firearm they know what they're doing discover bear creek arsenal go online to bear creek buck that's bear creek arsenal.com b-u-c-k use my name buck as your promo code for 10 percent off your first order you're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
2: Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're going to be joined by Vivek Ramaswamy coming up here in a bit. Bob and St. Louis got his question answered. I think there's a decent chance. I don't think that's a crazy idea at all uh, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders could be on and certainly probably is on Donald Trump's list of potential vice presidential candidates in the event that he's the nominee. I'm also a little bit curious how Trump will do that. Will he go ahead and pick a VP, for instance, before voting even starts? It would be counter uh intuitive right it's not usually done but to me that would be an argument that trump is making of hey i'm ready to hit the ground running i'm going to go ahead and let you know who all my cabinet would be like i think that would actually be really interesting and compelling if trump were open to that idea because remember his candidacy really took off i thought one of the most brilliant things trump did in 2016 There were people who were apprehensive about where he was on, for instance, federal judges. And so Trump, in consultation with the Federalist Society, just said, he didn't say what Joe Biden did, which was, I'll only put a black woman on the Supreme Court. Trump put out a great list of current federal judges and or people that he would consider to be on the Supreme Court. And he said, I guarantee you that my Supreme Court pick will come off of this list. And then he followed through on it. What if Trump could put together an entire cabinet. And argue. I've got an entire dream team ready. This is what it looks like. I'm going to go ahead and roll it out. Include the vice presidential candidate. Everybody else. I don't know. Again. It's never been done before in my experience. But I think the best argument Trump has. Against DeSantis is that he knows exactly what to do on day one because he's already been president and he will start immediately. What better way could you show that than by eliminating a lot of the drama surrounding who exactly would be a part of his administration? Just an idea. Not sure how well it would play. Maybe you just go with the VP, but it's something certainly to contemplate. We're living through an area with more unpredictable happenings than ever before. At least it seems like that. That's why being extra prepared makes an awful lot of sense, and that's one of the things we've done in the Travis household. We've got three-month emergency food kits in our own home, one for me, one for my wife, and one for each of our three boys. Kit contains meals specially prepared to last for years if needed. The daily meals will combine for over 2,000 calories a day. Very well-thought-out meal selections. Right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit that you order. Great example of how you can be self-reliant for yourself and your family and be all set in the event of a massive disruption of normal life. Here's how you do it. Go to mypatriotsupply.com Get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything in stock and ready to go. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Show. We are joined now by the author of Woke Inc. and also the founder of Strive. He has been fighting battles that are significant um, about all this woke craziness and also the ESG also the other book, Nation of Victims. Vivek with us now. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to join us. Do you feel like we are winning the battle against wokeism, or do you feel like the woke virus is still spreading?
0: I think it is still spreading, but it has reached a steady state. So we went through a couple of years where it was just spiking. Now it feels like we've actually stopped its momentum but we've just reached, unfortunately, a new steady state where we just assume that this has to now be part of our culture, to assume that you have to at least in some way take into account the person of someone's skin color when you're making a hiring decision, in some way assume that your gender identity is an important part of what we need to teach kids. And so in a certain sense, I think that we've uh, lost the medium term battle as we've just accepted these new norms, but I don't think it has to stay that way forever. I just think one of the things the conservative movement needs to do better in pushing back against this isn't just to push back, but to actually offer an affirmative alternative vision of identity and American identity. And I think that that's part of what we've been missing for why we haven't been able to dilute this to irrelevance so far.
2: No doubt. Nikki Haley kind of hinted at that in her announcement today. I know that you're thinking about running for president as well, uh, Why would you run if you do run? And what did you think of Nikki Haley's announcement today?
0: So, Actually, truth be told, I haven't had a chance to see her announcement speech, so I don't want to uh, comment on it without seeing it. I've been busy with a few other things today. But, But look, to me, I just think that we live in a moment where my generation, I think most Americans actually are so hungry for a cause. They're hungry for purpose and meaning and identity at a point in our national history where the things that used to fill that void, things like faith, Patriotism, hard work, even family have receded and and that's what creates this black hole of an identity that my generation, I'd say our generation suffers from. And I see that as an opportunity for the conservative movement. I think if we can fill that vacuum, fill that void with a vision of American national identity that runs so deep, that is how we dilute the poison to irrelevance. And, and, you know, in my mind, if you look at people my age or younger you ask them what does it mean to be an american in the year 2023 what do you get you get a blank stare in response and i just think that the republican party can do better it can deliver a powerful answer to that question and then if we do that and only if we do that can we then face the actual challenges we face on the global stage like the rise of communist china abroad and so that's going to be that's going to be uh, you know i think the, the central point of I think it should be the central point of this race. If I enter it, that's exactly why I would be the one entering it. But um, but you know, it, it's not less about the question of the who, to me, and more about the question of the what and the why. What agenda do we stand for? Why do we stand for it? And just to revive basic rules of the road in this country, like merit—the idea that you get ahead not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your contributions, free speech, and open debate. That too is part of what it means to be American that the people we elect to run the government – how about this one – are the people who actually run the government rather than a cancerous federal bureaucracy that metastasizes like a cancer. These aren't even partisan ideas, though I identify as a conservative. These are basic rules of the road of what it means to be American. And if we can answer that question, then I think we're well on our way towards a national revival. And you know, to tell you the truth, this isn't a 999 plan – or a Social Security reform package that I can put in a binder and hand to another candidate to pursue. I think that these are the kinds of ideas that you have to believe in deep in your own bones. You have to have played a role in originating yourself in order to actually fully realize this vision, which is why I'm taking this so seriously.
2: We're talking to Vivek Ramaswamy, great author, and uh, as you are talking with him, contemplating his own run for president, you mentioned... This idea of diversity and inclusion, which has metastasized, I think that's well said, into a situation where many people are being elevated above their talent level. I think the Biden administration mm-hmm. is a perfect example of that. I've got a poll question up right now. I'm curious how you would answer. You can't take all three. I think the only reason Kamala Harris got the VP jobs, because she's a black woman, Uh I, I think pretty much the only reason as well, Mayor Pete is in this administration, is because he's a gay guy. And I think Corrine Jean-Pierre is the White House pre- pre- press secretary because she's a gay woman. All of those individuals have failed, right? They're, they're doing very poor jobs mm-hmm. at, at the at the job in which they have. Which one of those do you think has done the worst job so far?
0: Oh, that's that's a very – so I would give you Mayor Pete. Uh, Mayor yeah. Pete's done the worst job because, thankfully, Kamala Harris, has stayed away from doing work as much as she possibly can. People complain she didn't go to the border. My view is the less work she does, the better it is for the country. Yes. So in a weird way, her not doing anything substantive was actually a great form of national service. But I think Pete has been in a very different position. I mean you look at the software glitches that cause planes in this country to not be able to fly. You look in my home state where I'm talking to you now from in Ohio, trains literally falling off tracks, potentially creating environmental and public health disasters, but talking instead i mean i'm not making this up days ago about construction diversity instead obsessing endlessly about climate change when you know what the things if people are going to die of in this country in that community in ohio or elsewhere it's not going to be climate change it's going to be cancer from from spills and chemical spills of infrastructure that's rotting and being poorly managed and i just think that look if i did take a take a run at this for the 2024 cycle I'm going after, I think, some of the sacred cows of our time. I think affirmative action is one sacred cow. I think this climate religion is another. I think we need to take both of them to the slaughterhouse. And the reason that we're not doing it is because we're hiding behind this identitarian view of rewarding people and putting them in positions of power because of the genetic characteristics they inherited on the day they're born rather than whether or not they're good at the job. And and I think there's a separate problem altogether. You know who you didn't ask me about was Joe Biden who's yeah. the person who we actually elected to be president of the United States. And so the sad part is people who are really running the show are this managerial, bureaucratic class underneath him. And that's the real problem. If you're talking about merit in government. At the very least, let me make sure the people we elect to run the government are the ones who actually run the government rather than this managerial class that's then staffed by people who are put in their positions. Voters, aren't, voters weren't ready to elect Kamala Harris whether or not she was a black woman. But – are appointed to those positions in part because of these non-meritocratic criteria. That is a big part of the problem.
2: Last question for you, Vivek, and I appreciate you hanging out with us here. You were talking about the lack of purpose, the fact that there may not Mm. be necessarily, especially among young people, a cohesive idea of what America is. I'm going to talk on this tomorrow, but I was reading this morning in the Wall Street Journal, and I just want to hit you with these numbers. This is the percentage of high school students in the past year who experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness,
4: 57%
2: of girls in high school experienced that. And 30% of girls say they seriously considered uh, attempting suicide. I mean, those are staggering numbers. They are continuing to skyrocket. My theory is, Vivek, that it's connected to social media, especially for teenage girls. How do we change this?
0: So look, you're hitting on – these are exactly the themes that motivate me to maybe take this next step. There's this wave of depression, anxiety, a mental health epidemic. Why do you think that is? It is because we as human beings are wired to be called to a higher purpose. And so when we lose that sense of purpose and meaning, we're lost. Then we tell that next generation, the next thing that's actually even worse about this is we tell them that you can't talk about it in the open. So now you have a loss of purpose on one hand. You have a culture that teaches these kids that they can't actually share their true thoughts in the open. That's the new censorious culture that we live in. And then against that backdrop, what does social media do? It takes those and picks at those insecurities and puts them on algorithmic steroids. And so my view is, look, if you can't smoke an addictive cigarette until the age of 18, I don't think you should be able to use an addictive social media product at least until the age of 16 either. That's our partisan point. But I think that it's something that even the principled libertarian – I used to identify as a libertarian. I don't anymore. But even a principled libertarian would say that that, doesn't, that principle of liberty doesn't apply to these kids. Kids should not be able to use addictive, toxic products at least until they're fully developed, at least age 16 for social media. But that's still just symptomatic therapy. That's still a Band-Aid. The deeper cancer is the loss of purpose, the loss of meaning, the loss of identity. I think we in the conservative movement can do better, and I hope – will play a role in whatever way I can in leading us to do better in filling that void of purpose and then creating a culture where we're actually able to have open conversation again in this country, rather than this culture of thought suppression and censorship, even in the next generation.
2: Great stuff. As always, how can people find you Vivek if they've liked what you've said today?
0: you can find me on Twitter at VivekGRamaswamy.com, you know, just spelled the usual way. <laughs> and uh, VivekRamaswamy.com has some information on my uh on my uh, books and uh, stay tuned. You know, I'm going to be making a decision in in the relatively near term.
2: Appreciate it, my man. Have a good day. Thank you, guys. All right. There was a time not long ago that every single family get together had somebody walking around with a camcorder. You remember those days? Uh, a lot of times his dad, sometimes his mom, camcorder right there on the shoulder walking around recording everything. What happens to those old VHS tapes? What if it wasn't a VHS tape? What if it was an old uh, 8mm? What if it was, uh, when you go back and you look, the uh, slides that you would throw up on the wall? How many of those memories that are so integral to your family are starting to disintegrate just based on the ravages of time? You know, those VHS tapes were not designed to last for a long time. And a lot of you don't have VCRs at all, so you can't even watch those tapes. People at... Our friends at Legacy Box have the biggest collection, they think, of VCRs anywhere in the United States right now. And they can help to safeguard your old VHS tapes, your old uh, eight, uh, 8 millimeter video, whatever you've got out there. Old photos, old slides. You owe it to your family to safeguard those memories. You can become your family's hero today on Valentine's Day of all days and save them before it's too late. Buy a Legacy Box today. Here's how you do that. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay to get a great discount and get started today. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. One more time, do what I did. Preserve your family's memories forever at LegacyBox.com slash Clay. The Clay and Buck Podcast deep dives with cool content. Surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Call
2: 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Giving you a little bit of a heads up. I teased this in a question with Vivek Ramaswamy, but we're going to have a big discussion tomorrow. Um, about this story the percentage of high school girls in particular who have either contemplated suicide or experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness this is a nationwide crisis and it has been exacerbated by our response to covid by the fact that we took kids out of school by the fact that many parents out there terrified them i think you combine it with social media I've never seen anything like it, and I've got three boys. My oldest is 15, but this social media era, kids are far less likely to want to engage in person in their free time. They experience so much of their lives on their phones, and I don't know what the solution is, but I think for your kids and your grandkids out there, the data is extremely alarming And I think this woke virus is to a large extent attaching itself to these young people because they lack purpose in their life. And so they become convinced that they have to rectify some huge wrong, which may not even exist, but it's actually not about that issue at all. It's a deep yearning that they have to feel the emptiness inside of them. I I really do think this is true, and that's why the, the woke virus is so particularly pernicious in young people, because it attaches itself to them and convinces them that their lives matter in some significant way, and really what it is is a deep scream for attention and for some form of meaning in their lives. And I just, I, I think it is a major fracturing that has occurred. And I don't think we talk about it enough. So that is a preview for one of the things that we will be discussing tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, I encourage you to go download the podcast. Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, top of the hour, was great. Deep dive into what happened with the Brookings Institute coming after this show. Nikki Haley, what does it mean that she's announced for president? Um, <coughs> also, inflation has hit 6.4%. And I think that's a significant number because what it suggests is that this number is not coming down anytime soon. And as you contemplate that, what does that mean for your paychecks? What does it mean for your ability to take care of your families? All of that we will discuss as well. (coughs) But it is Valentine's Day. And by the way, you may hear me coughing a bit here. Every year when I come back from the Super Bowl, doesn't matter what year it is, I always have a cold. It's unbelievable. Go to the Super Bowl, a lot of parties, lots of going around, lots of interaction. Every year, come back with a cold. I actually think I had COVID the first time right after the Super Bowl in Miami. Do you remember... February of 2020, they found out, oh, yeah, COVID was circulating really widely in South Florida. I came back and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is brutal. I think I had it then, but I wanted to make sure that I played this inflation montage of exactly how wrong the Biden administration has been.
3: I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact.
0: The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The
1: overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about
3: this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down transitory (laughs) transitory and the data shows that most of the price increases we've
2: seen are were expected and and expected to be temporary there's nobody suggesting
4: there's unchecked inflation on the way it's highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand i don't know anybody who's worried about inflation
2: they were wrong they were wrong about all of that 6.5 percent in december only went down to 6.4% uh, this month, which is pretty crazy to think about. It suggests, again, because most people out there are only having their wages rise 3 4%, that you're actually losing buying power in a substantial way uh, as you look at what the long-range impact here is of inflation. I promise you that I would let you know how the poll results were going To close out the program right now Um, And that certainly is fascinating Really difficult question For everybody out there The one that I was asking is Who has done the worst job Of the diversity hires In the Biden administration Is it Kareem Jean-Pierre Is it Kamala Harris Is it Mayor Pete Over 50,000 of you have voted And my goodness is this tight Kamala Harris gets 38% of the vote Mayor Pete, 36% of the vote. KJP, 26% of the vote. You can still go vote. 60,000 of the men will be back with you tomorrow.
0: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
2: For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points.
4: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
2: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
1: That's T the number two T dot
2: org.